Citizens of the Verse, Happy New Year! Today is January 5th, 2951, and welcome to another episode of ReadCast. We're a weekly Star Citizen podcast sponsored by the Read Organization. I'm your host, Way Too Geeky, and I'm joined by my co-host, my comrade from the other side of the Hudson, Chekhov. Say hello, Chekhov. Hello, everyone. Sorry for a trembling voice, but I'm carrying lots of refined cargo into Lauraville, one of those small hangars. That's Chekhov's voice when it trembles, folks. (laughs) So, since CIG just got back from break, we decided to have uh, tonight be newbie night. So, without further ado, let's get this Ursa rolling. Uh, tonight, we are joined by a special guest, Readcast listener turned Read member. Thanks for all the fish. Welcome to the show, Fish. Hey, everybody. So, um, you know, we always like to have our guests uh, when they come on just tell us a little bit more about themselves and also what their favorite thing to do in the game is so why don't you uh let our listeners into the mind of fish yeah. uh, i don't know if we want to go that deep but uh, <laughs> so, um the labyrinth yep I'm, I'm i'm a new player been playing since october um after following the game for a few years basically once i made the switch from console to pc um i'm a fairly i don't know if i want to say casual player but um, you know, I play often, but I'm not super hardcore about anything. I enjoy, uh, the mining. I'm looking forward to some of the, I guess, non-combat roles that are coming up once the game de- uh, develops further. So awesome. that's great. Um, so, you know, uh, it's been interesting with People sort of slowly getting back from break mode, but a lot of people had some free time over the past couple of weeks. Um, you know, for starters, let's just talk a little bit about what you've been up to uh, this past week in the verse. Uh, Fish, why don't you kick us off? What what have you been doing in the verse um, over the past week or so? I have been grinding away, mining mainly at Aberdeen, um, you know, and just enjoying the new um, refinery loop with mining and saving up for a ship to buy in game. Awesome. Now, what's your favorite part of 312? Is it the refinery gameplay or is there are you excited about anything else? Uh yeah, no, I've because mining is you know my favorite part of the game, adding this extra layer of refining is just more fun because now it forces me to do something different, which is like cargo hauling, which is something that really didn't yeah. intrigue me before, so it's it's been fun. It's great. Awesome. Uh, Chekhov, what have you been up to this past week? I've been uh, virtually crying with all the 30Ks. Oh. I thought that my, <laughs> I will never deliver that cargo anywhere. But uh, thankfully, they did a hot patch. It's fixed so far. Seems to be okay. So I think we're in a good shape. But uh, my nomad has destroyed the pieces. It's all in pieces. I have to do a character reset which is something we don't look forward to, which actually probably is one of the things that we may want to talk about, right? Uh, if it's a newbie sort of mm-hmm. geared episode, I think that's one of the things that we should may want to cover because a lot of players are going to run into this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, awesome. So I, um, I've been doing similarly to 
both of you. Uh, a lot of my gameplay has been focused on, um, you know, mining and refining. Although, uh, and Fish, I think you were there too, uh, if I'm not mistaken, but, you know, I could be forgetting. Uh, the end of last week, a group of us did wrangle some people on the server because we got the the Arlington mission with the Idris, and we were able to take it out. Yep, I was um, there. That was pretty fun. I, I have to say, I was not an integral part of that, despite it being my mission, that's for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, oh, that was but it was kind of fun. Of- yeah, but bounty is special when doing it as a group. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it, there's so there's such varying levels of complexity. You'd think it would say, "Hey, by the way, you may want like a medium-sized ship or a large ship, yeah. or hey, you're going to need some serious firepower." Um, given some of the missions, because the ones with three hammerheads, three times three is like dangerous. Yeah, uh, but some people are pretty good at those. So, um, excellent. So I thought, uh, as I mentioned, you know, content drought um, is in full effect. I would expect until next week or the week after. Who knows? Sometimes they go silent when it comes to whether or not they're changing up the content. Um, but definitely no, uh, no lack of negative media droughts. That's for sure. I don't know why, but they all come out beginning of the year the gloom and doom star citizen will never come out you know it's a scam this that the other not sure well, what will come out. i mean a good a good indicator or reasoning for that um in particular i think a lot of it boils down to squadron 42 which is a single player game was supposed to be released many many years ago and bef- at the beginning of this year um, people were under the impression that Squadron 42 was going to go in beta this year, mm-hmm. mid-year. Um, that didn't happen. Um, sure, COVID may have had some effect on that, but I have a feeling it's it's more than that. I think it's probably just, you know, they look at some of the dependencies um, and, yeah. you know, turns out, I mean, they need server, they've said they need server meshing even for, um, for, for even squadron. for squadron, so yeah, until we have that, that's not going to happen, right? And this industry is probably the one that's least affected by COVID. I mean, yeah, it's typically remote to begin with, so yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I can see why people get negative, but it's like at least now we have a roadmap of some semblance, it's not, you know, it doesn't necessarily have everything that we wanted. But we'll certainly see some progress there. Um, so, uh, as we mentioned, let's talk about the new player experience and 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 some of the things that sort of come up. Fish, I you know, I guess for starters, you said you're new to the game. What would you say your biggest learning curve was as a new player? Um. Hmm. That's a really good question. So, I mean. <laughs> Obviously, I just had to watch YouTube videos and search online of just you know how to control everything. I've, I've even though I switched to PC gaming a few years ago, I've never been a keyboard player. I've always been oh. a controller player. Even mm-hmm. do after doing that switch, unless it's like 
like a city building game or something, that's fine, mouse and keyboard. But I've never played any game like this with a mouse and keyboard. Um, so that was actually my my biggest hurdle was just getting used to having so many options right in front of me um, that didn't force me to dive into menus to do stuff. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that was my biggest hurdle. I mean, I, I mean, obviously this game doesn't hold your hand at all. <laughs> you yeah. know, there is no, no, yeah, this, you, you're just, you're in and you got to figure everything out on your own um, other than some messages that pop up across the bottom. Um, so yeah, uh, learning how to control the game, how to fly ships with a keyboard. Um, and you know, luckily I had a Hotas on the way pretty quickly. So, oh, that is, that's good. Wow. Nice. Which I was already ordering for a flight sim. So sweet. Well, that, that probably helps. Although I'm sure the key binding is real fun. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was just rolling with the defaults. Oh, you mean on the Hotas? Yeah. Oh, no, there's a really helpful person who made a uh, XML, I believe that's the right type of file. Yep. On um Spectrum for this oh, particular cool. one. I only had to change one setting in it because it was backwards. So Oh, wow. Yep. So that was nice. Check off you you know, you're you're a little over a year into the game yourself. What was your yeah. biggest learning curve? Well, when I was uh, uh, basically being alone, you know, uh, when you're alone, even if when you're watching all these videos, it seems like, and that's why I said you really, I'd love to do an episode that's really basic, because I found even the basic were not basic enough, because they kind of, you know, a lot of them went over the top. I mean, I literally could not go to get out of a hangar. You know, I could figure yeah. out, you know, how to make this shit go up how to get it stable, how to get it that, you know, also, you know, keyboard is, yeah, I played, like, well, I haven't played in a while, period. You know, played a lot of console games, so yeah, a lot of keyboard controls, you know, even figure out what the keybinds are and what's doing what, and going, yeah, it was just very challenging until I, you know, joined, well, first I made some friends, then I joined an org, like Sigurd really helped me out in the beginning. He guided me through a lot of stuff. So just basically uh, knowing how to fly ships was my biggest learning curve. Uh, you know. Yeah, there's a lot to it. It's, I mean, when you've been playing for a while, you forget how involved it it is because it's just like, you know, I started playing when there was no, there were there were no locations, there were no hangars. It was just leaving from Port Olisar. That's the only landing place that you had, except for there was a place where you could repair your ship. Um, right. which was super and basic. Remember, and I started when they had those uh, red, uh, you know, nets over like R Corp. Oh my god! Oh yeah. Uh, first of all, I I I couldn't find Area 18. It took me months to figure out the area where Area 18 was. And then even when I knew where it was, I would crash half of the time into those red nets. So. Yeah, those nets were awful. That was the worst. And and then they weren't supposed to kill you, but then they still did. Yep. It was bad. That was the worst uh, implementation of of uh, restricted areas that I can recall. Right now, it's like pretty seamless. It feels like like I don't know, even know. 
I don't even know when I'm about to hit one because it seems like, you know, just effortless compared to what it's been. Has anyone, have any of you had any like ship takeovers from restricted areas lately? Well, they, they removed the one from Lorville. Um, so, I mean, it may, there may still be a takeover area, but it's got to be pretty low down because I, I, had, I think so. Yeah. I've gotten my ship taken over a couple of times on Lorville, mostly due to not paying attention to my own throttle and uh, again, learning curve stuff with trying to fly <laughs> during the, uh, IEA trying, trying to take off with a reclaimer out of Lorville. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Our head of logistics has a hard enough time yeah. taking the reclaimer up. <laughs> I, it, they took it over for me, and I I didn't make it out of that alive. So wow, yeah. it's awful, by the way. I'm at Lorville, and they're not buying Quantanium or Laranite. What? Yeah, I guess I have to wait for the demand to go up. Is that what it is? I had that earlier with Agrisium. Really? Oh, wow. It took about five minutes, and then I could sell it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not leaving. I'm not, I'm not taking off the pad until I sell these two. <laughs> I mean, it probably it makes sense probably because, you know, everybody's testing that gameplay loop out. Yeah, that's true. Um, my first experience, the one thing I found early on was it's really like while there's a great community in Star Citizen, um it's real spotty in terms of how helpful people are on a given server. And they, and there are people who get really frustrated when you ask questions in general chat. Uh, I've noticed I'm, I'm like a helpful person. So if someone says something to me, I'll even try to group up with them and like, be like, Oh, I'll take you out and blah, blah, blah. But some people just don't have the patience for it. Yeah, I, I usually don't even have general chat open, so I don't I don't get it myself. But mm-hmm. well, I could see that's happening. You know, people kind of get on, and you know, usually, like I'm on my way home from work, I kind of have something in my mind that I want to do, and uh, uh, you know, I guess most people like it because this game is so time consuming that uh, yeah, I want to get on and get with it and. Uh, it does take a while to do a lot of different things. You know, um, I would say when I first started, a lot of it was that, like not knowing what you don't know. Um, and the universe was so small at the time. But it was just like, I don't know. I don't even know how to, you know, I don't even know what to do because the sandbox was so tiny in comparison to now. And there really were only a few handful of missions. The 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 most fun you had was just like shooting each other. <laughs> um, it really wasn't until like 3.0 that things started to get really interesting. And even then, I feel like I feel like leaps and bounds have happened since then because mining came in. Mining added a whole ton of stuff, even cargo hauling and having different locations to bring things to and from, versus just doing box missions or something. Um. So, so fish, I, I know you're, you're relatively new, but if you had one piece of advice to give someone who's starting the game today, what would it be? Oh, um, I, I, I would say start 
well, because mining is one of the reasons I actually got into this game was, you know, to be a space miner. Um, mm -hmm. I'd say start working for a prospector or rent one. I mean, I, you know, start if, if that's your thing. I mean, it's an easy way to make money to, to work towards mm -hmm. that fighter you want. Yeah. Versus the one that you joined in with. Now I joined in yeah. with, a um, um, uh, what's it going to cut the Aegis. Um, uh-huh. Avenger? Yeah, sorry. Avenger Titan. Uh, yep. So I, I kind of started out with a pretty, I think, capable ship right away. Uh, yeah, it's pretty well-rounded. Yeah. So I was doing all kinds of box missions and stuff. And I I would say start working towards a ship right away. Um, that's what I did. Uh, mm -hmm. Just to get something that can uh, earn you more, earn you more money or you know, fight better so that you can earn money doing it that way. But some people that that's their whole things. They want to shoot stuff down. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I hear you. Yeah. What, uh, what about you check off? I kind of agree. Cause I also start with the Avenger. And so that back in the day, the, um, um, there was actually a, a few YouTube videos where they even walked you through. If you could, when, you know, you could rent the prospect and really build up, uh, enough money uh, in a rent, in a rented prospect to, to buy one uh, in game for yourself, but that was back in a day when um, the um, the mining was more lucrative. So right now the problem is is that the mining is literally paying out half of what it used to be. The only way you can make money mining is you have to refine it. But to refine it, you can't just rent the prospector. You need something to hold your refined materials in. So, and, and that was my, my whole point, me personally, of upgrading to a um, Nomad, which it's it's not, you know, working the way it, it was intended, because with Nomad, you can easily buy in-game a rock at one, 172,000 AUE, and now yeah. you have actually a really good way of earning money because uh, no, and with Nomad, you can accomplish a number of things. You can do some bounties, and that's brilliant because I'm, I'm doing them as we speak and, and you know, making pretty decent money because it's a pretty capable ship. But what it's really missing is that the rock is really bugged. I mean, you could do it, but it's just a very frustrating gameplay to carry the, the, the rock and the Nomad. I mean, they really missed the mark on that because that would have been a perfect perfect newbie that would be my recommendation you buy the nomad to start with you first you know do some box mission missions you know at bounties and earn you know enough money for a rock and then go ahead and start you know mining but you know so one thing yeah. I, I may be wrong but i noticed i mean i'd have to go down to i believe it was loreville and wherever i rented the prospector first from when i was just starting out but I, I checked it out at her L1, and I, it seems like the rental for a day for the 24-hour period on that thing is half of what it used to be out of her L1. It's like 22000 So Oh, you can, so, see, so they, they adjusted yeah. accordingly now. Yeah, you uh, could do a couple box missions, get your twenty two k, go rent a prospector for a day, make three or four runs with it, put them in the refinery. Obviously, yeah, you, you'd have to save up money for the refinery fees too, but... Um, 
you could yeah you could haul if you drop them oh and you can rent right you can rent the black or I mean, or black. cutty black and you can cutty take black, right, right. yeah you can take one load at a time back to Lorville and sell it and you could you could make some money pretty quick renting those ships yeah, yeah. If the rental is half, then you're correct because, like I said, uh, it's it wasn't working out because of the fact that the uh, in three eleven the raw material was paying out mm-hmm. quite a bit more than it is now. I would say though, the one thing to keep in mind is, thankfully, they changed the mining um, laser efficiency because. Now the arbor isn't completely useless, mm-hmm. right? Oh, oh that, that's absolutely true because you cannot, uh, uh, you can't customize. Yep, yeah. yeah, and you would be stuck. Uh, uh, well, yeah, for a newbie right now, mining is such a better play because uh, it's a new HUD, much easier HUD. You you don't have to yeah. really search because you know you, you don't have to go looking for Aaron Hale which will, you know, as a new player, you might not even know how to even begin to find that. You literally hit parallel any of the ones, come out, and boom, you're mining. You know, yeah. of, you know, mineables out there. Yeah, that's. I think that's a great recommendation in terms of, like, how to start. Um, I would say, I feel like I always repeat myself because we get asked this question a lot in terms of what what's, like, the number one piece of advice. Um, for me, it's like, don't worry about it. You know, you're playing for like in-game, in-game money that we don't even know if it's going to persist all the time or when it's going to be wiped or what. So far, it's persisted for quite some time. But like, don't let the, like, don't give yourself status anxiety because of a game. Like... Play the game, find a way to enjoy making money, you know, group up with people if you need, you know, if you, if you like that, I would recommend it just because it makes the game more fun. But if I could bring this around in a circle, um, I'd say another thing a new, a new player should do is find a compatible org. Like you guys have been greatly helpful to me because I, I joined in to read three weeks into playing the game and it was a massive help how long had you been listening to us before you joined um i burned through the catalog i I think i have not listened to the first two episodes so i just started listening to it while doing things around the house i think i burned through i think at the time you had eight episodes out so i listened to six of them oh wow yeah I think I listened to oh, cool. the you know from the newest one and then back to the to the third one and then I'm glad I, we never split the episodes again because I yeah. I like it I'd rather just do the long episode if if because uh, we did that those two back to back and people actually the data showed me that people actually prefer to just listen to them <laughs> as one. So, 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 what really intrigued you is was it more the complexity because we really never geared our episodes towards newbies because we we kind of dove right in, kind of talking about what we're doing, and it wasn't really on the on the beginner's level. Uh, so. Not to make this all about us. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, now I'm curious. <laughs> uh, so, 
I dove hard into this game. Like I've been playing. I probably actually play less daily now than I did the first month that I had it. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. if I wasn't busy with something, I was probably playing this game or sleeping or, you know, so I was really into it. So, I mean, I was, I picked up a lot of stuff as fast as possible. And I like you check off. I found some people that I just met in game and just, they're like, Hey, we're going to go do a bounty. You want to come? Sure. Why not? You know? So I, I did some, some group stuff with a few people before joining joining mm-hmm. in to read um it, basically i just searched for a podcast for uh for a star citizen podcast and of course you guys popped up on spotify and i was like okay so i started listening and you know you're obviously it's readcast i'm like i should check yeah. i should check out read and i read what read was about and i know joined so, up i think that day <laughs> that I, oh uh, wow yeah That's cool, cool. So. It's funny. I've I've never ever in my life bought hardware around the game, and I ended up going from like a, a lap. I started playing this on my laptop, and I went from a laptop to a you know a beefed up rig with a three monitors, two joysticks, iPad, game glass, you know, updated mouse, updated keyboard, like everything, you know. So, but bought a mic because Geeky was complaining about my sound, so I had to buy a mic. I know your kids got that for you. <laughs> That's true. I built this PC for Flight Sim 2020, and I have yet to play it on it because of Star Citizen. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I, my my favorite pastime was uh, you know a driving simulator. That's why I have the three monitors, not for Star Citizen. And the Wii was just standing there. I haven't used it in like a month. <laughs> you know, yep. uh, all that ripped up. But, but anyway, we, we regressed a little bit from what we were saying because I did want to add to uh, to close on the, you know, if we were to ask ourselves a question, well, what ship would you buy? You know, well, I guess I'm asking this question of all of us. You know, if you were starting out right now, let's say you don't have Star Citizen, you're listening to this podcast, what would I buy? Now, in my opinion, I would still go for the Nomad. And again, here's why. Because you can uh, you can uh, not necessarily mine in it, but you can haul in it. So you don't have to. So you, you can rent the Prospector still, as Fish recommended. But now you don't need to rent the Cutlass because uh, the Nomad does have sufficient space. You're going to have to run back and forth, but you can definitely haul your uh, refined materials. And it's a very capable ship to um, do bounties in. So you can experience all aspects of the game. And again, as I said, if you have to, I wouldn't do it all the time, but you can actually experience the rock playing it also a little bit. So that's what I would do. I I have to say the desync right now is insane. Um, I'm mining a really big chunk of Terranite. And my mole keeps dropping out of the sky <laughs> oh, no. wow. and then floating back up, but it's not really floating. It's like, it's as if, I don't know what it is. I check up. I, I agree with you on the nomad. Um, I think that that's a, uh, uh, probably maybe a price barrier for some people. Like, Whoa, I yeah. played this. Oh, you, you know. mean to start with four, 45 bucks. Right. Like I, 
I did the Titan because it was like the price of a normal game. I was like, oh, okay. I think at the time it was 55 Now it's 60 because they raised it for the Titan package, um, which is yeah. the price of any other game. So like if, if someone were like interested in the game and not just checking it out and they're like, no, this is the, you know, this is going to be my jam. I can already tell. I think I would tell them do the nomad. Um, Oh, I tell anybody do the nomad, but if the, if they're like, Whoa, you know, that, that package is what? About 70. Is no, it? it's 70. Yeah. Okay. That's what I said. It's, it was war bound. So, well, uh, it's going to go off sale in about a, two days or so. But that's the ship only. Uh, no, it, uh, so I, that's what I, no, paid. they have, I think the game packages will persist. I think oh. it won't be LTI going forward. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll still be a game package. I, I, that's, this is a, who knows assumption, right? But that's my assumption. So yeah, the game, the starter pack is, is on sale for 80 bucks, normally 95 for the nomad. So uh, is it 95? Yeah, it's 90. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what it I will be. Yeah. I did an upgrade from the Avenger right. and it came out to, well, I guess I thought it was 70 because that's what it yeah. said during the show. I don't know. Well, okay. No, you're right then because, yeah, in my mind it was 70. So 70 to me, yeah, like a console, some of the games are like 69, yeah. 65. So that's kind of, yeah. Right. Was, Once people beyond that point, I agree with you. A lot of people are not going to want to try anything beyond that. Yeah, for 100 bucks, yeah. somebody's not going to want to necessarily jump in, which in that case, you can't, the Titan. I mean, I... I've never owned or even flown the other two starter ships, so I don't know what they're like. Aurora, Aurora is good. Is it okay? Yeah, I've never never used one. So definitely like Titan first, then Aurora, then Mustang. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I never liked the Mustang, and when I started, you know, they gave you uh, you you had a choice of Aurora or Mustang, but when you got the Aurora, you got the Mustang anyway. <laughs> and, and I have to say, I've hardly ever used it. Yeah. Because at least with Aurora, I could carry a little bit of cargo. Yeah. And and I think that's the big thing is, and I think we should peel it back a little bit and say, well, when you're thinking about a starter ship as someone who doesn't know, you know, why you choose one over the other, what are the characteristics we're looking for? Right. And so the biggest thing is you want to open yourself up to as many potential missions and activities as possible. And I think that's why the Avenger is such a great big appeal for you is it has some cargo space. It definitely holds its own in a dogfight. You could do box missions. So you can do some of the early stage missions, start to make a lot of money. And then you could use that to fund the other activities. Yeah, I was doing three box missions at once in my Titan, which was not the most fun to keep track of where everything had to go. But I would do three box missions at once to try to maximize. Yeah, money. that's right. Yeah, I did the exact same thing before you could time together. I would I remember going to Grimax and carrying them one at a time, leaving them by the cat by like the terminal. Right and hiding them so nobody would take them, and I would take them from there, then load them on the ship. 
Yeah, yeah, that was. But back then, if you remember, they were paying out like 12K each. So when you did four of them, you actually made 50K. <laughs> so now, yeah, now it's, I think a lot of the game, uh, you know, uh, payout and earnings got balanced out, uh, I would say, appropriately now. Uh, they followed Chekhov's law. Yeah, uh, the 30k per hour. Oh, I should say. <laughs> you said it. It's going to happen now. Yeah, I know. But but yeah, if it's, you you're right. So I follow basically the same path. And what I, what I would and my prediction is whoever's going to get the Avenger, then it's a small step up to the Nomad because then it's only now you got your feet wet in the game, and then the the leap is only 15 bucks. Yes. But yeah, then, then we already know whether you're in it or not. You yep. know. I agree. And then it's an easy one. Then you already know. Okay, I, I like hauling, or I, I I do. I don't like box missions, or you know, I really want to get up to you know, but it's like dog fighting real quick. So yeah, you kind of start taking those paths. Plus, by next patch, you'll be able to buy the nomading game. That's true. It, it should yeah. be right. I mean, is that I... if they're following their if they're following their you know right, typical right. behavior. Yeah, I, I say so, that's true, but I've, I haven't been around long enough to know that's true. Just from what people have said, that they, typically the next, you know, big um, update to the to the game, they're going to throw in the last ship that was a new sale. Is that typical? You know what? Now that I say that, is the Mercury Star Runner purchasable in game yet? No, it isn't. No, it's not. As a matter of fact, I was just going to ask you all, what do you think that's going to be once it's in game? Um, I think it'll be somewhere Connie priced. Yeah. Well, really, Connie's are not expensive though. That's very maybe exciting. maybe a little bit more because it has Kila price maybe. Yeah. I would definitely work myself to grind for the MSR for sure. Uh, it's a great ship, and that's the thing. Like check off your. You're sort of a model citizen in the sense that you haven't really been crazy about upgrading or anything. Like you definitely and you waited a long time to move past the Avenger. Oh yeah, I'm not not, not allowed. That's the deal I made with my wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she said you can you could spend money. Well, the deal was this. Yeah, I'll, I'll so everybody knows. I, I bargained. I sold my soul. I I got the hardware. I was I was allowed to buy the hardware in lieu of buying the JPEGs. <laughs> Nice. You know, well, that was a better decision. Of to me, a hundred percent. You know, I don't. JPEGs look better now. All right. If, even if they all go away, I'll be more happy with my hardware back to flying the Nomad and grinding again from the beginning. If it happens, it happens, and and that's another advice that I would give to all. You know, this is all great, but you know, bugs are bugs. You know, we're playing alpha. Yeah gonna happen and the other one we will have wipes whether they're gonna happen today or will definitely happen before we go to beta or live so even if we're gonna earn millions and millions they're gonna have a fleet of ships that you're gonna buy in game they have to go away before this game yeah Yeah, you can't you can't give all these people such a leg up from brand new players i mean i guess you could but and that's something i haven't experienced yet i i actually uh, I'm sorry. To, to, I actually think from beta on, it, that's just my opinion. They may they may let us do it. Finally. Yeah. From beta, yeah. beta is it's kind of you there, you know. Yeah. 
I agree. But I don't think they'll have a super long beta period anyway. Yeah, right. I'm just going to be really sorry because by that time, I'll probably have a nice fleet of ships in game. And they all going to be in one day, they all going to go poof. Well, just remember, you're in a org that has a lot of ships. <laughs> yeah, and just, uh, I think I needs just, crew. Right. Nick saying, like, uh, one of our org members like, has 100 ships. And <laughs> so we count all our ships. We need like 900 members to crew all of them. Yep. That's funny. I think my ships alone, I need 24 people. Right. Uh, what, now, now you you bought a few other ships since you joined the game. What ships did you buy? I I have one of the packs. Well, okay. I mean, I, I didn't. I got concierge status, so I was able to get one. Ooh. of the, Yeah, <laughs> and he's a new player. Yeah. Uh, so I I have one of the packs that's available. Not a model citizen. Not a model citizen. No. <laughs> So I have a prospector. I still I have a nomad, uh, one of the LTI uh, warbond nomads. Um, prospector, um, vulture, Vulcan, uh, Hall B, a Carrick, a whoop whoop. Yep, that's <laughs> a corsair, a corsair, and C two. So that, that's a good pack. Uh, that's that's what I have. I'm. I hope nothing new comes out that really tickles my fancy because I'm perfectly happy with what I have right now. So, I think um, the the rule I set for myself, although I slightly break it, but I never break it bad, is that I'm not going to pay any more for ships. Like I'll move my ships around. Um but I'm not going to pay anymore. And I sort of still do a little bit, but like it'd be like a $10 upgrade to actually, no, my, I got the nomad all through credit. So never mind. Um, in that case specifically, but yeah, I mean, especially now, like, look, I can't be begrudge you because I'm horrible and have done bought too many ships and I don't regret it because it's fun helping fund the game. And just like, I don't think it's wrong for you to uh, yourself. I just new players out there. You do not have to pay real money for anything other than a starter pack with a ship that you want. Yeah. Especially if you and join, don't if you're feel like you need to, if you're interested in, in it, in getting in those ships and, and doing some play in those ships. Again, my advice to a new player would be, and I've told people on the um, global chat, find an org, find it, find an org that, you know, search what you want to do. Do you want to be a pirate? Find a pirate org, you know, like, I mean, we don't condone piracy in our org, but you know what I mean? Like if that's what you're yeah. into, find an org for it and there'll be one that yeah, you'll exactly. fit into and you'll get to do all this stuff. Um, for me personally, it's not affecting my my bottom line to have done what I've done. It, it's fine. Yeah. Like, I'm okay. So I'm not going to do any more for a while and just do exactly what you said. Mel well, that's how I got the game pack that has 
the ships in it that I, you know, the, the, I guess for lack of a better yeah. term, blue collar ships that I wanted, yeah. uh, was it's melting like an industrial stuff. pack. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's no, I would, uh, I, I agree. New, new players should stick with their starter ship. Earn the next Unless they one want yourself. Uh, yeah. Unless they want it, but don't feel the need. Right. Like definitely, you know, and you can get join. a pack, play the game, enjoy it. Yep, and then you can join Reed, and everybody is very, very friendly in our org, and they always uh, <laughs> let you try out their ships, and then whether you, it's even helpful whether you buy it or you're grinding for it in-game, at least you know what the ship feels like, and then you know what you're going for, especially when you're buying with real dollars. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I rented that prospector, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just gonna go. That was the first ship I, I bought outside of my starter pack. I was like, okay, no, this, I need to have this, access to this all the time, and I, you know, I, I'm honestly just too lazy to do box missions to get there, so mm-hmm. I bought it. So yeah, yeah, it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna invest the money, at least figure out what you're gonna invest in. Yes. I mean, look, I, I say that, but I'm someone who bought a Carrick without having a game package. Because <laughs> I thought the ship was so cool. It's like, I was just like, oh my goodness, this is what the ships are like in this game? This is insane. And I waited four years from when I invested to when it got released. Yeah. And, I, and, and it I, still I, doesn't have its functionality. Yeah, and I have to have to I have to thank my org members because uh, I got some money thrown at me was the, during the time where when hauling was we were making like millions on hauling stuff from Ariel to Lorville. So then, I miss those days <laughs> yeah, like, when okay, you could fill up. Who who wants a prospect? Okay, you can have it by tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I missed out. Yeah. I joined too late. Yep. Literally, there was a day. It was me and Nets alone. I think we made like $4 million each hmm. on that one one day. Yeah. Yeah, that certainly yeah, sounds I out used of to, balance. Yeah, they they reduced the amount of... So what would happen is this Lar- you, there was this amazing Laranite run where you could fill up whatever size ship you had you just had to have the money for it. So that was the hard part is it took when I had to fill when I filled my Carrick with it, it'd be Laronite from Lathan or Bezdak. And Two. it would take 1.1 million. And yeah. then I would drop it off at, um, I was doing Microtech cause my ship was fast enough and I hated Lorville. Right. But, but, but yeah, but the reason make, we did Lorville, sorry to interrupt. It was, the key was because we still had more 30Ks. So the risk was is the timing. And we timed it where we our full exposure was like four minutes. That's how long it took because we, we had the ship up in the air. And as soon as you hit Lorville and Aspel Landing, your cargo was saved. And that took exactly four minutes. Wow. And it took kind of two players to do it. So that's why we did what we did because back at... Back then, 30Ks were fairly frequent, and it was pretty dangerous to fill up, you know, caterpillars worth a million. Yeah, I've I've probably lost from a 30K. Oh, good. Uh, more Goodness gracious, who knows? 
Yeah. More than I've made, yeah. Millions. Millions. I think one time I lost like a crazy amount. I think I lost like three million in one day. Right. And I was like, guys, I gotta go. Yeah, but I can't do a, this right now. I don't know if we should be talking about this on the podcast, but this wasn't an exploit. Everybody was doing this was just the right. Oh yeah. They just rebalanced the availability of the actual um, right. resource. Yeah, just to give you, uh, speaking of Lauren, I, uh, so it took me three tries. I've been here all this time. I'm standing in front of the terminal. Finally, I sold. It took me three tries, and I just now sold the rest of it. So that's how long it takes to sell Laranite now. Is that your well, guess- nomad full of it? No, this is a max. I'm, I'm on a, I had a full, well, different materials, but I have pretty, you know, good amount of Laranite. I've been uh, extracting Terranite. I've got 20 SCU in my mole <laughs> already. Oh, that's good. That's, that's a good yeah. Idea. On Ida or Ida, however you Ida's, pronounce it. Yeah, Ida is good. I, I told you it's really good for Terra. Actually, Fitch told me about Ida. I know. I've been you doing did. a lot um, of mining. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like, I'm tired of making all the runs because you find those good rocks and then you're like, no, I can't fill my hole. Um, So I guess another question I had, and this sort of plays into what we were talking about before, but, you know, and and Fish, I know you knew, but I think you still got a pretty good sense of this um, already and, you know, definitely don't seem like a newbie from the compared to some other people, including when I was a newbie. Um, but what do you think is the upgrade path in the game? Like, what was what's the first activity you would do if you were new to the game to make money? And then where would you go from there? So I would definitely... So for me personally, because I'm not interested in, in combat, because I'm just not good at it, which I guess I could probably practice and get it better. Um, yeah. I would say start with the box missions. Um, there's some of those, oh, I can't remember what they are, where there's like a lost cargo mission and you get yep. you get to go into the the derelict space station. Like that stuff's all like when I first did some of those, I was like, this is amazing, you know, like this is the coolest thing ever. The Kovalex mission is still one of the best missions. There in you the go. Game. Kovalex, yep. Um like just jump in and do those things. Um, and then, and then once you get the money to, like I said, rent the prospector, put some loads in the refinery, rent a cutty black to take them to Lorville or wherever is the closest spot to sell them from where you're mining. Um, start to see if that's your thing. If that's not your thing right now, the state of the game now versus when I got in, um, doing the the bounty missions is paying well yeah it's it's good like it yes you can skip mining all together do some box missions start making some cash maybe up like if you came in with a titan start upgrading some stuff on it and jump all into those um bounty missions a hundred i have ecn missions that are popping up for twenty one thousand. i mean you know, you pick up, you know, I had a 12 and a 21. I finished both of them in less than 15 minutes. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's good money. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. 
Yeah, I, you know, and, and again, the only reason I, I'm very intrigued about, about uh, you know, dogfighting and because to me in, in Star Citizen, it's not only about skill, it's also about strategy. Plus, yep. you know, again, not to get, get anybody, you know, spend any more money, but I have to tell you, you know, doing dogfighting with two joysticks, it's really immersive and it's very cool. You know, it's, it's a whole different, like when I lost him, I did not miss him for anything but dogfighting. I mean, cargo, I have to say, was about the same, you know, but like riding a bicycle because I didn't have my joysticks for like a couple of weeks. And, you know, driving ground vehicles was okay. Uh, you know, yeah, it's more fun with a joystick. But dogfighting and flying ships, oh, my God, I missed them uh, a thousand percent. You know, it's just so much more immersive doing them with joysticks. Yeah, Awesome. Yeah. I, I say awesome a lot, and then I'm like, why do I do that? <laughs> awesome! That's awesome! <laughs> um, uh what was I going to say? I don't know, because I'm also mining Bexalite at the same time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, just to, well, since you, you know, you never lost for words, but yeah, just, uh, just to expand more on that, because the the, the ship loadout is so complex. Like, for example, if you say, okay, I'm not good at dogfighting. You know, you can compensate that a lot in this game with strategy. You know, if you have a good enough ship equipped enough, you can literally go out there with, with a proper shield, with overclocking, understanding the overclocking and doing all that. You can literally go out there, not move, and pick them all off left and right. You well, know? See, that's uh, that's yeah. part of my grind this, this past week is so I can get a freelancer miss so I don't have to worry about all that. I'm just going to sit back and lob missiles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, go. I... I think that's such a great idea for if you're not good, like trying to get a a ship like that in game or even just like, you know, maybe it's not it's viable, but it's not a viable strategy right now because there's not as much fleet activity except for this Idris mission. But like I could see one or two people if you're doing this, this Idris mission, you know, flying up an eclipse, lobbing their torps over at the ship there's a limited number of torpedoes go back restock keep flying in and out you know unfortunately there's not a vulcan to help restock yet right um because that would be like a a prime battle um support ship um for torpedo um yeah yeah ships but you know it's a good way to good way to support if you're not good at dogfighting and you want to get into the fray um, what about you, Chekhov? I mean, it sounds like we're, we're sort of all on the same page, I think, in terms of like a good progression. Yeah. But a- any thoughts there? Yeah, no, that's, you, you, you pretty much, you know, spot on. Again, it's what you enjoy doing in the game. And I'm personally a little ADD-ish because I can't say I like one thing. I like it all. It's just yeah. so some, some days... I want to have a little bit more action, you know. Yeah. I get out there, do a little bounty hunting, you know. Uh, but you can't do it all the time. You're literally going to get tired, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then you want to kind of sit back, relax, do cargo hauling. So, like, mining is in between to me. Mining requires some effort, not a lot, especially you go out to, like, asteroid fields, halo. You don't have to worry about being attacked or ambushed. 
where cargo hauling is like a no-brainer. Just like totally sit back, go get a drink, yep. come back with your quantum is ready, you know. Yep. <laughs> and dogfighting is on the other side of the spectrum. Now, yep. what I do want to mention is uh, also you now that uh, it costs more money to file claims and more time, longer time. Again, for a new player, it's not as crucial because, like, for example, Nomad, they actually lower the time. It takes no time to get a Nomad out. It's like less than two yeah. minutes without even expediting. Mm -hmm. But for larger ships, you, you just need to, like, right now, uh, I'm always running up to a terminal, and for a larger ship, I'm claiming it just in case so it's ready for me when I need it. And, and that's something I think, as a new player... I, I always used to not pay attention to kind of yeah. I end up somewhere and end up paying expedite fees. But again, if you're trying to grind and build your you know capital in the beginning, you may want to watch that because it's going to, you know, start costing you money if you're not careful. So yeah. along the new player thing, you know, I joined an org quickly, you know, uh, after getting into the game, but they also have the um, oh, what do they call it? Where the guide system? Yeah, the guide system. I have either of you guys used it. I haven't no. touched it. No, I'm a registered guide. Oh, you are. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I am still trying to figure out how to navigate the website. <laughs> so that's a tab. In, that's a separate tab in Spectrum. <laughs> right, right, right. I. Uh, I haven't really used that. I just kind of, like I said, joined the, watch some, I'm all, I'm all about YouTube. Watch some YouTube. Whenever I need something, I hit YouTube. Up, oh, 30K. No. No way. We finally got 30K. And I was just said, good. I just sold all my uh, stuff. Well, not good. Uh, goodbye, got... 20, 20 SCU of Terranite. Oh. Oh, what a shame. Uh, are you, are you on my server? Cause I'm... Yeah. I, well, I am feeling it. I'm I seem okay. I thought I was on the same server. Yeah, but that's the way 30Ks yeah, happen now. Yep. Oh, there, there it goes. goes. <laughs> yeah. Well, there it is. Yeah. Oh, well. Wow. <sighs> okay. Oh, another thing uh, for new players. Yep. Don't, don't get frustrated <laughs> with the 30Ks. They just sometimes happen. <laughs> don't get frustrated Some, with 30Ks. Sometimes. But but also uh, hedge your bets and don't don't hold too much. Well, not that your ship is going to be that large, but you know that's again. I'm going back to Nomad. You know, better off carrying a little bit of the Nomad or uh, you know less mineables in the Prospector versus because the longer you stay out there, the more risk of a thirty k. Thirty k's will come. They they may come less often, but they will come. But the longer you're out there. The more chance of a 30k. This is the first yeah. 30k I've had since Monday morning, and I've been playing a lot because I'm on vacation. So, wow. Yep. That's good. That's good. Not bad. Not bad. Um. So, one thing to note also, we talked a lot about some initial missions for new players. You have to also keep track. Um, there are missions that are legal. And there are missions that aren't. So if you take one that's illegal, 
and you're in a comm stat, which sort of looks like a Wi-Fi symbol in the corner of your screen, then you're going to get a crime stat, and that makes you vulnerable. You can only land in certain stations. Um, when you're start, starting the game, um, figure out how to differentiate them. I think I'm sure there's some videos on it. But also, the illegal missions come in the personal tab. So start out with not personal missions and that's a good way to start making money um particularly like with the bounties um for instance mercenary missions um are any mercenary missions legal i think some are yeah it's there but there's a lot of there's a lot like all interdispersed um legal or gray area mission givers right now there's only two i believe correct me if i'm wrong um miles eckhart and reco battaglia Mm-hmm. Everyone else's illegal missions. So uh, unless it's coming from Crusader Industries or uh, Hurston, like Constantine Hurston, I think is gray area. Right. right. And uh, I guess one one more tip that none of us gave, and I think it's really important. In the very, very beginning, spend a lot of time in the arena commander. And I did yeah. not do that. And because it's really, uh, I think, will, will benefit you. Really experiment with all the controls, all the key binds, uh, you know, understand what, you know, couple, decouple feels like. You know, it's maybe it's six degrees over, which is very different than an airplane. You know, those extra degrees give it a complete different feel of, you know, what's kind of happening. And it's very difficult to... Or, or orient yourself, especially when you have no reference points. And that's what Arena Commander offers you. So you could just do a free flight and kind of really get comfortable with, with the whole flight system. I, yep. I I wish I would have taken that advice in the beginning. <laughs> I, I, I wish I would have too. Yeah. I'm to say, <laughs> do, do what I say, don't do what I do, because I didn't. Yep. And that's why I was just crashing left and right, paying my expedite, fees and all, all that uh, i i did but, do some uh, um what's the the uh marine oh and that one I star marine do. star marine yeah I, I i still yet to do that because there's really no point of doing that when you have less than 30 frames per second i think it's kind of a hot mess right now too i haven't done it yeah. since the first couple of weeks i was in game but i did it eh, almost once a day i would jump in and sit there and wait yeah. five, ten minutes for somebody else to get in. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, it's only PvP? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, well. I'm looking forward to Theaters of War when that comes out. Yeah, speaking that of That should way, be really interesting. Uh, why was it, I was going to ask you that, why was that not nowhere near the roadmap? <laughs> I, mean, I think they're just, I think they're just being, because if you think about what what theaters of war really is going to be they want it to be extremely great to play so they need it to be seamless and work well if it doesn't there's no point in launching it so if if they have slowness or latency or any issues there if they have because theaters of war is solely meant to be um their test bed for um combat right so to test weapons against one another to test um you know different loadouts different vehicles etc so 
um, they need people to play it or it's useless. And they're putting in a lot of effort for it. It is a small team that's doing it. But still, it's really necessary that they get it right because, you know, people don't play Star Marine regularly. Um, so they need it to be worthwhile so that it's and for those who don't know what theaters of war is do, do you know fish i don't i mean i've heard oh. but i i didn't i've heard some you know a lot of talk about it but no i'm not entirely sure what that's all about so theaters of war is a combined forces game mode it's like it's like if you took um star marine and arena commander and smushed it together with objectives so you start off, uh, you know, the examples that they've shown us, you're two opposing teams. One's like a, you know, outlaw team. One's like, you know, UEE. And the whole like in lore thing is that you're, you're recreating historic battles or whatever. And it's both um, on foot combat, in vehicle combat, in, in ship combat. And eventually the combat moves up to a space station um, and there's like control points and objectives and everything, but the whole point of it is to see how different things interact. Like, you know, once they release the Nova tank, is that good against other ground vehicles, but does it get destroyed by, um, you know, Hornets? Do we need to tweak it? So it's their way of testing new things out and seeing what makes the most sense in terms of balance. Um, so they need it to work well. But it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, especially for an Oregon teams and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Sort of like the Daymar De- rally. And that's another, I think that was one of the things, believe it or not, that made me finally join the game because I was watching a lot of YouTube videos before I did. I actually mm-hmm. watched the Daymar rally mm-hmm. and I watched it. I was just like, wow. It just, that, that just amazed me how they produce the 24 hour race. For those of you who don't know, it's actually a race that takes uh, place in Star Citizen around one of the planets, and uh, it's a uh, it's it's not really 24 hours. I think it's less, but but it, it's quite a long time. But from multiple camera angles, uh, many uh, you know participants with different type of vehicles, observers on big you know ships, you know like VIP kind of. Uh, status and all that it was a really really interesting event i mean these guys really take their you know it's a huge effort to put that on in game. yeah yeah definitely um and they've been doing it for since daymar existed yeah wow well, i didn't know that it's cool yeah I, d- I did read up on that one um because i was interested in joining it i didn't i didn't do it this this year but i think it's 300 kilometers so it's not really a time it's you, you got to oh, get just 300 kilometers which you know in this game with the hijinks that can happen it's just going to take a while so you uh you're participating this year right Chekhov? no it's actually uh-huh. in fish we're talking about it yeah we and we never really pulled the trigger on it i know, I know- um nets and nubkins and Cromwell are doing it? Well, we, we should definitely uh, observe. You know, we could definitely take the ships. I, I don't know how well, it I don't. I don't know if they pull in full servers. Like, it might all, only be racers and media. I don't know how they orchestrate it. Yeah. I would think that they would, you know, create servers for, you know, the 50 people, 50 people. And then there's maybe a couple that have leftover, 
room that you may by chance get in on, but yeah. 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 They'll probably create like they might get close to 50 and, and launch a server. Who knows? I, I'm, I'm sure those who are participating will know. <laughs> we can ask them. We can watch it on YouTube. It's live. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I think they'll stream it for sure. Um, awesome. So I said awesome again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. I'm going to do another plug before I forget. So there's oh, sure. another, a piece of software called Game Glass, which I found. It's absolutely free. You can install it in like on a well. It's best using a tablet. I actually bought a tablet, like a seven-inch tablet for it, like Amazon. But you can run it off your cell phone too. It's just especially for new players. It gives you those extra controls that if you're not that good with the keyboard, uh, it's sort of like a little hut, yeah. you know, for all the you know the combat, the vehicle control. It's cool, especially for combat. I find it very very useful because uh, combat is very granular because you can target, you can sub-target, you can pin and uh, that's all on game glass. You can move the, distribute your power, move shields around and it's all kind of visual. Yeah. And they, they'll keep launching um, new interfaces for other systems in game. So like if there's more advanced radar or things like that. Now they will charge for certain shards. Um, yes. So, you know, the be mineable, prepared for that. Right. Mineable is a paid, yeah, but like nominal, if you like less than 10 bucks. But yeah, yeah that, that one is not free, but the rest of it is free. I think I paid for the whole, like the whole thing. Oh, did, did, did you try the, the mineable piece? Or it's I, you know, I haven't piece? used it in a while. I should set it up because it could be it's extremely helpful and i have like a nice big ipad that i you know what it is my desk i have too much stuff on it (laughs) i just have to clear up my desk and then i can do it um well you know what time that means check off oh it's the time for science and i actually have some it's time for science so for anyone who hasn't listened before, uh, this segment of the show is really all about what we did in the past week or so in the name of science, whether it's a game or trying to explore a different phenomenon. So, um, Fish, what, uh, what, what have you done for science I'm gonna, uh, this past week? I'm going to disappoint you guys. So I thought I had a, I tested something for science, but I tested it again today and it didn't work the same. Uh-huh. So... Um, I often get stuck in my prospector seat. There's that glitch where you're just standing mm-hmm. up, but you're in the seat and you can't get out. So what I figured out when that happened to me on a, a moon was if I equipped a rifle, I can continuously jump and run and get out of the seat because I would effectively fall and get injured and I could get out of the seat. And I thought, great, I found a way around this. But it happened to me again tonight on uh, her L1. So I equipped my Nerf gun. And it doesn't work. It it may only work with rifles. Um, I was really hoping that I would say, hey, guys, this works every time. But it doesn't. Mm. So if you get stuck in your seat and you're, you've landed on a station just let it 
let it store your ship and you will go with it. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. So I guess that might also be glitch of the week. I'm not sure. It's kind of in the middle somewhere. Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely, first of all, that doesn't disappoint us because good science means that you test it and validate. That's true. So you did really good science by validating that that wasn't an actual fix. Right. Now we need a peer to review it. That's right. Your turn, Chekhov. Get stuck in the seat. Yeah, no, no seats, but uh, I am still testing the rock and rock mineables. And uh, I, I already mentioned that, but I think I kind of really validated it this time because it would work better. Well, two things I validated. One is it's not the Nomad that's a problem. It's definitely the rock because mm-hmm. this time I was carrying it in the, uh, in, the, in the Freelancer Max and it was doing cartwheels on me, mm-hmm. you know, literally coming out of a, you know, a fairly wide, you know, ramp with no issues. And it's just flipping, coming out for no reason. So that was one. But uh, I, I'm not picky. I don't look for uh, head and eye. I mine everything I find. And Dolovine, I have to say, is getting better by the minute. It was very stable, very easy to match. I picked up uh, right, right outside of the base, you know, as soon as I take off, picked up three rocks, cracked them in, you know, less than a few minutes. You know, went right back, sold them, made 20K. So in in my view, don't be picky. If you're with a rock, mine it all. Dolovine and Head and I, uh, because I think it's uh, it's perfectly fine. It cracks fine. It, uh, it vacuums fine. And I don't know why all the YouTubers are saying don't bother with it, because I, I think you one thing about Star Citizen don't assume what worked in the previous patch or even a minor patch mm-hmm. is the same today. Things change literally all the time. Yep. So, a hundred percent. I I wouldn't say I've done anything for science other than just sort of te- continually testing. You know how well I'm performing with you know my mining. And I'd say I've been able to get some pretty good hauls. The other day, I did mixed mining, tried to get the best resources I could, but wasn't like super picky. Um, you know, had a whole bunch of different things. I think I ended up with three or four work orders in the refinery, uh, and I was able to get 115,000 alpha UEC um, once I sold it. So it was pretty good. Um, That'd be nice. Yeah, I was like, ooh, that's a much better number than I've been seeing. Yeah, it's definitely more than double so far. But yeah. uh, one disappointment for me was I thought that the uh, Freelancer Max will be more than enough for me to carry all this stuff. I'm, I don't have enough room. I have to go oh, back wow. and forth. Yeah. yeah, I can fit it all in a Star Runner for the most part now. Really? But um, Star Runner is even smaller than the Max. No, it's not. Uh yeah, uh, it, it, it Max has 120. It is. Around this 116. Not yeah. much, but it, oh. a little bit. Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Never mind then. <laughs> but still, that looks bigger. That's. I mean, but you're still <laughs> yeah. you're still able to get three prospector loads in in 
uh, Star Runner. I mean, that's not bad. Yeah, I, I I had four four orders. I could not fit them. Okay. Hmm. So I guess three. So three is max. I've been using probably. my Connie to do my Connie. That's the Corsair loaner to run three at a time because I'm. Well, I feel better about it now since they fixed the thirty k thing. But I think it. I was doing three at a time. Like even if I had seven in there, I only wanted to take three at a time in case I got a thirty k. So, hmm. so, so then a full mall would be a full Kanye, a full Max, or full MSR. Yep. Right? I would so, probably take my Carrick at least. <laughs> oh yeah. But you know, like I would, because I, I would haul everything. Because I don't really care. Like if I yeah. lose it, I'll be like, wah, wah. yeah. Right, that's kind of my thought. I I'd like the whole feeling of like it's nice. I like seeing like a full ship of, you know. But I'm also rich, so. <laughs> that's true. Right? <laughs> not still, in Star Citizen. Still, you're still oh, sitting on the oh, in real right? life. You, yeah, <laughs> I have three. No, not in real life. In Star Citizen. Um, I mean, it's not Star Citizen rich. I'd be considered rich if it were my real money. It's I have three point four five. So three point four million, yeah, almost. Yeah, because you really weren't spent, and you just bought a, a little ship in game too, right? And kitted it out like crazy, yeah. What'd you get? Yeah, I um for bounty missions, I fully loaded a hawk. I see. I, I don't get it. If you have that much money, why wouldn't you buy a saber? Like to me, a saber is the ultimate. I just don't. I just don't like the saber. Really, and you don't like any of the big ones, like heavy. Heavy fighters, either, right? No, I, I like, for instance, um, the Vanguard. I just haven't been very successful with. Um, I was yeah, just I, looking for something small, compact. Right. Well, I liked the Hawk. I love the Saber. I mean, I'm not going to buy the Saber first. I'll probably buy the Buck. Uh, but uh, but I, I love the Saber. I think the Saber is nice. Well, oh, well. No. That's why. That's why we have all this shit. Because to each his own. I, I have. Yeah, exactly. I, I bought a buck in game, and I'm absolutely rubbish, which is why I'm going to a miss. Because I just need something. I need a tank. Like, just send me in there, boys. I'll take them out. <laughs> you know. Like, oh, wait, wait. So, oh, you you don't like it because it's too thin. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. No, oh, it's a great oh, ship. Oh. I I love it. I love the buccaneer. I'm just not good at fighting with it so because you 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 have to strive yeah, yeah you gotta roll you gotta you can't sit still right exactly yeah yeah I, i've been learning that with the hawk as well you can't stay still um oh go ahead no i was just gonna say yeah i, I just need a tank like i need to go in with a tank and just yeah. fire, 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 and hopefully blow some stuff up. Yeah, you need like Sheila, like with Mac because my Nomad got blown up, so I took the Max out. I was just sitting there. It's clunky, doesn't move. But guess what? It doesn't matter if you're just sitting there and taking, you know, the beating, and just nothing happens to it. Yep. Speaking of of, of dishing out pain and taking beatings, did anyone see? There's a video. I can't remember who the content creator is at this time. But they create. They um, stole an Idris and oh, took yes. it to to fight yeah. an Idris. Yes, I did yes. not see this. Oh my god! It took him two hits from the railgun to take out the enemy Idris. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. One, uh, they, 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 they took out the 890 jump with one shot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so the interest is powerful if not flown by AI. Yes, and that's what they said. They were like, "Imagine this in player hands." I'm sure there will be some balance there. Whether it's harder to actually hit the ship with yeah. it, well, which yeah, yeah. is likely the case. Can you imagine Nets has what three of them, and he put three alts in there? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! He's gonna destroy Stent. I mean, I can tell you when, when we fought that thing, I was on edge. Was like, Nets threat. This is terrifying. When we were fighting that thing, and it was just, it was a lot of fun. That was that was, it was a lot of fun. One of my, which is, I can't wait till the mission that comes up, the Xeno threat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, I'm still sitting. I have that mission, uh, not the Xeno threat. I have another Idris mission sitting in my. I keep getting it. Yeah, not that I want it. Um. So, so that brings us to about, uh, oh, sorry. The remember we mentioned oh, no. Go ahead. Some of the things to to be mindful of, like character resets and when. Oh, yeah, definitely. Do that. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, Fish, do you have any sort of like just? you know, tips that, that come to mind, just like simple things that you're not thinking of as a, as a player that people should be accounting for. Um, so I, I, <laughs> I'll go ahead and just put it out. I, I did a character reset recently cause I thought I had a bug. I just thought, okay, I've, I've this, there's this noise. I think you guys heard me talking about it in game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's this mm-hmm. noise that I just can't get rid of. It's this constant ticking noise as I'm flying, and what it wound up being is because I have a HOTAS setup. The I have an analog dial for um, not the throttle limiter, but the thruster limiter. Uh-huh. So it wound up being on the edge of a hundred percent. So because this is an analog, you know, uh, I'm assuming it, it it's just a, uh, oh, I forget the name of the type of dial, like a volume knob. Um, mm-hmm. It was on the edge of 100%. So it was hitting 100% and then maybe going back to 99.9 and then 100%. Yeah. So anyway, I dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah. So it's just constantly ticking. So I did a character reset. Um character re- so for i guess four new players if they're having a bug where they just can't find a way around it they just need to keep in mind a character reset can in in my experience anyway it possibly will wipe out some of the stuff you have bought in game so uniform stuff um yeah. it's not going to wipe your ships it's not going to wipe your you know saved up uh AUEC but it 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 might well, it may. It, it oh, may. Okay. Okay. That hasn't yeah, been my experience. The, but yeah. Right. In the earlier versions, it actually personally did happen to me. Okay. Uh, it's uh, and you're right. It's uh, it should be a very well. CAG tells you should be a last resort. Yes. Uh, in my opinion, it definitely should be the last resort. I avoid it. I only do it with with things that you own. If there's a problem with things that you own, because there's almost no point to fix things that you bought in game 
because you may just lose them. They're not going to get fixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and typically, you want to do character reset when things like, you know, you, you start walking around without a head. You stop seeing your Moby glass. Uh, like my right now, my Nomad is broken. It's in pieces. No matter where I, where I spawn it, it just comes out like two little pieces, you know, a missile here and the and one like a, and a door and that's it. And the, that's the. And it's not giving you the option to claim it, right? No, no, uh, no, exactly. I cannot claim it. I could just retrieve it anywhere I go. And it's funny because you know when it when it uh, uh, becomes available, it's not the marker and the and the pad that it's on, but it comes up as a wrench. It's like it's almost telling me it's broken. Like go go do a character. <laughs> Uh, now, what, one point I do want to give when you do a character reset, it may or may not work, but there's no harm in trying. Unequip all your uh, uh, loadouts. Yeah. So before you do, so in other words, like literally get undressed down to your underwear, uh, take off all the weapons, take off all the um, you know p- power plants and quantum drives, and, and then go to the character reset. Because I actually, when I did that, I ended up keeping everything once. Again, no guarantee, but hey, why not? You know, I suppose another thing along this line too is because this this game updates. So this is the first alpha game I participated in. So I'm learning things. When 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 an, when an update comes, like um, let's like we just went to 3.12. There's going to be there's going to be a 3.12x coming reasonably soon delete your user folder it seems scary as you know for me anyway because i'm i'm a newer not only a new star citizen player but i'm pretty new pc player to just start deleting files in my game you're like wait what am i really supposed to do this do it um i was getting graphical errors all kinds of strange stuff when we went from Mm -hmm. 39 to 310 and I was nervous about deleting the yeah, user file. Yeah, the shaders folder within the user folder that that screws everything up. Yep. Right. So just yeah, just do it. Just delete it. You yeah. update, delete that file, and make a new character. Right. So and and another thing. Uh, so again, along those lines, and this is more of a hunch. Uh, if you know that the update is coming, do the same thing as you would do with character reset unequip everything because yes. uh, you tend to lose the equipment from patch to patch and don't hoard the money buy the ship yep. or buy something because you you most most likely which happened to me l- will lose the, the the cash but not the ships so if you're sitting you know which which happened to me i, I wanted to buy a ship and i was uh, a more expensive ship and I was holding up to an update happened, and I lost all the money. Where and 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 I kept every single ship. It's so weird because since they've introduced persistence earlier last year, I haven't lost anything. Hmm. I I have only lost components. I have lost yeah. a lot of components. That's it. Um, I thought I lost armor. But I didn't. That's another story. We'll keep that for just within read. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of you know about the helmet incident. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you will. You may lose stuff, and and that's which is why I would not do a character reset unless you just have 
no other options. Um, there's also the verify yeah. files, which I was told to do by someone when I was having a problem. That's to check to see if the the uh, that that you haven't missed an, a patch or an update. Oh, is that what that? Okay, okay, I did it. Yeah, that's all it does is to to make sure that you're all up to date. Um, so that happens a lot when PTU happens. Um, I would say. Oh, one thing, a bug that a lot of people don't realize the workaround is there's a bug where um, you can't claim your ship. And it usually happens like when you're on a moon and you like say you were rock mining on, near Lathan or something on Ariel. If you 30K on Ariel or you... Um, or you... Um, you know, log out and don't store your rock again. If you try to claim it again, if you try to pull it out on Lathan, it thinks that the rock is still out on Ariel somewhere and won't give you the option to claim it for some reason. So you actually literally have to fly to a different moon, go to a different outpost and, and claim it there. Hmm. Um, and similarly with ships, if you have a problem claiming a ship, fly to a different space station and claim it there. Mm -hmm. uh, first before before um character resetting yeah yeah and by the way the, the this patch is back one of the major causes of character reset is the bed log bed log is not working well right now i bed logged last night and ended up on a space station when i woke up today makes so, no sense the, yeah so it's buggy i don't know i i bed logged once and i never i haven't bed logged like in half a year and the end result of it is my nomad is in pieces. And I'm not sure if it's related or not, but nonetheless, it happened. Um, so any other pointers before we move into questions? Um, I had one and now I forgot. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, there's so many. Yeah. I mean, if we could do this podcast, uh, you know, it could be like four hours. <laughs> long. Yeah. Long. Well, plus, you know, newbies, if you don't know something, ask the question, yeah. you know. Um, so let's jump to questions then. Our first question came through email, um, and it's from Paul Deckard. And first he states, hello, I'm new to Star Citizen, although I backed uh, with the F7C package in 2013, never played the game until just a few days ago. Mm. Thank you for the podcast content as I attempt to learn uh, this very promising alpha. So he has a two-part question for us. His first part of the question, and I think we should just answer it in two parts. Um, how do you feel about some ships, including the starter ships, like the Reliant Core, not having functionality in their MFD or in general? Um, hmm. Fish. Um, how do I feel about that? So, I mean, I'm I'm obviously... I'm extremely excited for some of the stuff that's coming. It is a bit disappointing that like I have a Carrick. There's a whole lot of stuff I can't do with a Carrick. Mm. Um, Half the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But I mean, but it's coming. And I guess if there's a ship that you're looking at that you want to be your main ship, I wouldn't buy it for what's in game now. Like if you're actually going to spend your real dollars to buy something, especially buy for what is coming. 
because it's going to get better. I mean, even since I've been on in October, there's been stuff added to this game. It's just, it's, it's so far for me because I didn't join real early. My experience has been great. Um, but I, yeah. I would buy for the future, not for now. Yeah. Um, Chekhov, what do you think? Well, I, I am not a huge MFD user, so but but if again I go back to the ship, uh, I think you shouldn't don't jump to a ship that doesn't have it. Buy the ship that the most modern ship, like the and a starter ship like the Nomad. I think Nomad has a very good uh, uh, HUD and, and a very uh, pretty much uh, almost uh, fully functional MFT as much as uh, of any other ship. In the game, I would say, uh, yeah, yeah. There's no point of you know, kind of diving, you know, all the way in uh, in an expensive ship without trying something out and seeing. Well, you know, you may hate it, you know, and then you'll be stuck with a, you know, it's like a four hundred dollars ship that you hate. You know, go go slow. Get a get a starter ship. You can always yeah. upgrade. I would say so. I guess my my first question is: Is there a no functionality to the core. I thought the Reliant core is simply a multi-purpose but predominantly hauler-oriented yeah. ship. In which case, yeah, I think you, it's yeah, it's in the game. And are the MFDs bugged? I didn't think they were. Hmm. I would say MFDs aren't very useful right now. Um, We're getting a second 30k right now. I'm done. I don't know. I'm just in the station, just standing there. I decided to hold off on doing anything complex. I'm, I'm stuck in the elevator. Yeah, I, I, I haven't been playing at all this whole time because I am not a multitasker. So uh, uh, I can a little bit. No. <laughs> um, so I, I guess I'm not sure. I didn't realize that the functionality in the MFD wasn't working unless he means some other types of functional displays. But at which point the core, the Reliant core has... As far as I know, it's purpose in game already. Uh, that being said, MFDs are getting a rework. I wouldn't be surprised if we see some major changes to them this year as they're moving in the building blocks. And I would imagine we'll start to see some variation and some additional functionality within them this year at some point as well as going into next year. Um, part two, and this is, I think, a better or, or, or a question that I think we have a pretty definitive answer and probably talked a little bit about it, um, you know, actually multiple times so far. How do you justify um, the, uh, I, I guess I'll read it has how he stated it. How do you justify a beginner's constant advice being by the Cutlass Black or some other non-starter ship? I'm curious how veterans see the new player hurdle that is the Aurora to Cutlass Leap. Hmm. What do you think, Fish? I, I I feel somewhat like I can't say much because I'm 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 deep in the game now. Um, but I bought the ships I wanted, not the ships people told me. Um, yeah, I I wouldn't do it until you try. I mean, at this point, you know, it, it rent ships that you think you might want, try them out. Um, I, I, 
just I guess I just think peer pressure kind of stinks at all. Just ignore it and enjoy what you have. Yeah. Play with what you have. Um, if you feel you need to step up to something, um, that's not a bad step to make. Um, but do it in game. Earn it. You'll love it even more. So, um, yeah, I would be a perfect example. If I were to succumb to peer pressure, I, I I would have been probably gone from Reed. You know, every single member probably owns more ships than me there. Not so, peer pressure. No one pressured you to, to get it. The, Anything. The, right. the status anxiety. There you go. Uh, so I am perfectly okay, and, and so should you be. And uh, there is no reason, as like I said, I'm going back to... My, my favorite multitasker, the little nomad that will give you a sense of everything in the game. You know, uh, uh, again, you don't have to. It, it, as the fish said, it may be a little bit too expensive. So, you know, you could certainly start with the Aurora and get a, the, the, the feel of the flight and just the general feel of the game. You know, you may hate it at that point, and then it's an easier way out. Or you could wait for free flight, right? We have many of those throughout the year. You know, and usually then, at least one a quarter. Yeah, try the or the, ask someone to borrow their ship. Yep. People will pull out a ship for you. Yeah, yeah. Join, like I said, they're right. If you join the org, and again, it doesn't have to be ours. I'm sure many others too. Uh, they'll, you know, with, with the basic starter Aurora or Mustang, they'll let you try some ships out. You don't have to wait to rent it, or when you have a few bucks, rent it. And uh, but the. I, I could see how intimidating it could be. Uh, you know, so a lot of your org members start saying, oh, should I scale down from 100 ships to 90? But, um, you know, uh, I guess it, it depends on what kind of person you are. I, I don't feel bad at all. I'm, you know, enjoying what I have, and that's what I chose to do, and this is how I'm proceeding, you know. And I'm probably not going to succumb, even though it's very tempting. Don't get me wrong. I'm... You know, I'm still human. I love these ships. I love so some of them. I was very, very tempted when MSR came out. But, you know, I gave my word. I'm sticking to it. And you're better for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is tough now that the newer ships are so compelling. Yeah. Because um, they've just done such a good job with them. And they've they fleshed them out so much more. You could see the difference between when they made some of these earlier ships. I mean, you look, look at the Gladius. It's the test bed for everything. They're now starting to think about, okay, let's, let's build the casings for the components. You know, I almost wish that they would have a, a little bit of a higher subscription plan with a, a variety of ships that you could choose from to rent. Let's say that are included, like, you know how they give you one ship of the yeah. month. You know, I don't, you know, I don't, I, I wouldn't mind actually paying for a plan that's a little higher and maybe gave you, I don't know, three or four ships, you know, yeah. one fighter, one hauler, one, you know, something like that. I believe this month it's the 100i series, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Yeah. 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 So that's the subscription ship. That That's the free fly um, forever for free ship. I know exactly. I like. I, I don't know if I take it if they give it to me for free. Yeah. 
There's like certain chips, like Dragonfly, right? We all have it. I've yet to take it out. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I took it out and pulled Alex out just to crash it. See, I, I, how could you lie like that? I was that doing figure eights through the loops at Port Alice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> it's a fun little uh, little bike, but I, I actually used to have one, and I don't have it anymore because I don't know. I just don't. Um, okay, so I um, oh, oh, I guess it's my turn to answer. I I agree with both both of you. Like, don't feel peer pressure. Just there, especially now that there's many ways to potentially make money in the game that that can add up quickly. You know, don't worry about it. If you want to try ships, you know, um, you know, ask somebody. You know, uh, friend me in the game or something. I'm happy to lend you any of my ships. Um, you know, it's it's not a big deal. Um, now the rest of the questions all come from discord. Uh, the first question comes from Talvo and he asks, um, when homesteads are released, do you plan to have your ships at just one base or are you going to spread them out across the verse? Um, what do you think fish? Um, I, I suppose, I mean, I suppose it depends on how homesteads work. Um, I would, uh, not knowing enough of the plans, I would say if, if it, I, I just feel like the homesteads aren't going to have room for you to, you know, shove your Carrick or I mean, what, what yeah. are you going to do? Land it next to it. I mean, I don't know. It seems like the homesteads might be a place where you can land a ship, maybe a couple ships. Yeah. And then you'll have your other ships stored throughout the verse, depending on what you're using them for. Um, I, I'm extremely excited about homesteads. I'm really geeked about the thought of those. So me too. Uh, Chekhov, what about you? Yeah, so that that's a great question because you know with with this new patch and what we saw uh, as far as um, you know what what it's going to cost to potentially. A, well, with the new ships, they came out first of all with the whole fuel. Even though people are saying it's not balanced, it may very well be balanced. Maybe that's what's going to come for other ships, uh, you know, like the MSRs. Also, with the prolonged time to get your ships out, the the, the, the claim fees. So, taking all that in consideration, uh, you're going to need to uh, be a lot more strategic of what you have where and i think almost all of us are going to need that little run runabout you know economical ship that a is is extremely gas efficient maybe it'll be like a tesla kind of thing electric altogether and uh or and uh does not take long to take out and claim and that's going to be the one that you kind of running from one base to another and yes homestead you know will will have something there but maybe it'll be that ship where the largest ships are going to be at the stations plus re, who knows maybe the whole refueling model may change too maybe mm-hmm. there are certain places you may get better fuel pricing just like in real world right yeah you know so yeah, it's hard to answer these questions. There's so many things that are evolving with the dynamic economy and where that may take us. 
I mean, it's all kind of hinged on that to, to what's going to happen ultimately. Excellent. Um, I, I would say it, it really depends. Um, I sound like a psych major right now because that's the number one thing that we always used to say. It depends. Um, but it's like, I don't know because I don't know how concentrated my activity is going to be across the verse. You know, if you think about how the game's going to play out, when the game is live, we're all going to get a single, I, I think for every game package that you have, unless there's some other things that people got from early backing, we're all going to get to choose one home from the start and likely be within a, a handful of major landing zones. Very likely one within Stanton, very likely one within Seoul, very likely one within Terra, maybe maybe a couple more starting locations. So that's where we get to choose a home base, an apartment of our own. Um, from there, you know, uh, I'm part of an org. We're, the three of us are part of an org. It, I guess it depends on how we're going to explore the verse and are we going to take the approach of, hey, let's let's send people out across all the different systems because it's not going to be fast to travel among different systems. So if you find yourself in need of a mining ship and you're in Stanton and the mining ship is in Terra, I mean, that's how many quantum jumps to just the just the jump point then the jump point takes time then how many quantum jumps to the next jump point and so on and so forth that could eat up a good chunk of your time so you may end up wanting to centralize now uh, seaguard who was on last week and who's been on numerous times he has a, a handful of accounts so he is going to combine ships based on the the type of professional each account is and cluster them in different areas of the verse so that he can uh, spread his ability to move around. That I think works really well, but I have one account so far. Um, I'm likely going to stick to one location until I find a reason not to. Um, so yeah, my yeah, sense. 20 cents apparently, because I I'm not short. <laughs> I'm not uh, succinct. Uh, yeah. Next set of questions. We've got lots of sets of questions. Um, come from Cody. Uh, the first set are for you, um, Fish. And first he asks, what were your first impressions of the flight model? So <laughs> I've heard this flight model. I guess I don't know. I mean, are they just talk about the hand, the different handling of the different ships. Okay. Yes. So it's changed like, it's changed like just for your insight since I started playing in 2.6. It's changed um, probably four or five times. Okay. So my experience with it, which is only since October, um, the, the ships that I've flown <laughs> outside of the MSR seem to fly like they should, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. like I today finally took a caterpillar. I mean, I've taken the caterpillar out for fun and just to try it. But I actually had a load on the Caterpillar today of stuff that I spent a lot of time mining and I did not want to crash. And the cat, the yeah. Caterpillar handles in my mind like it should. I just took it easy. I 
made no sudden movements. Everything was super deliberate because that thing does not fly the same as my Nomad. You know, it might. Yeah. So I, overall, on the, the spectrum of ships that I've flown, I think it's great. I, I think it's it, yeah. it makes sense what ships handle slow, what things can't, you know, barrel roll and, and stop barrel rolling as soon as you let off your your stick. You know, it just keeps floating. You mean a reclaimer can't barrel <laughs> roll effectively? I can do it, but I practiced. Mm-hmm. No, so, <laughs> no, but yeah, it all makes what I've experienced in the ships that I flew, especially during, you know, during the... Uh, during the show, it all makes sense. Like everything I've flown was, I guess, for lack of a better term, satisfying in that respect. I think they've done mm. a good job. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to like, I'm going to get a thumbtack and poke myself on the leg every time I say awesome, <laughs> just to get it out of my vernacular for a while. Um, Cody's second question is any specific career paths you're most excited for? This is for me. Uh, Reclamation. I I love the thought of diving into space and ripping old parts and saving them and scrapping stuff. And that, that was, that's one of my things I'm most excited for in the game. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprisingly excited for it, even though, I keep forgetting about it and I don't have, uh, I have a vulture. That's the only um, uh, salvage ship that I have right now. Uh, and then the last question from Cody to you fish is how has joining an org changed your experience with the alpha? So I only played for a couple weeks on my own and I did have a couple of random experiences with people. Um, it, so I played for a few weeks and I was starting, I mean, I, I don't want to say I was getting bored with the game because I wasn't, it's, I love it, but it just added, um, I guess it made me want to keep coming back. I think if I was just out yeah. mining on my own and, oh, yay, I'm making money and buying ships, but for what? I'm by myself, you know, I, I could go out and fly some, um, bounty hunter missions i get a better ship and do better at it but it this game in my opinion this is the first online game i've ever played and i don't think it would be enjoyable without having other people to play with yeah. i mean it probably it, the mm part i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry what? oh that's all i was saying oh, okay so it, 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 some people may be fine with that, but for me, it, it would just get stale. I mean, when you're playing with other people, it's it, and and other people are adding their own. You know, let's go do this, and and let's do it this way, and uh, yeah. Without an org, I'm not saying I wouldn't play it. I just don't think I would. I wouldn't have the uh, yearning to jump on pretty much every night for a little bit to to meet up with people and do a couple things and get out. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand. It's also like I found when I first started playing, um, I would make friends in the game and then I'd never see them on again. Right. Right. (laughs) So it was like, and there's no way to join them 
on the server at the time. So, um, you know, that made a huge difference as well. Uh, okay. So the next question is actually from Cody as well. It's to the hosts of the show. Mm. And he asks any more Readcast live episodes on the horizon. And he's referencing the episode we did at ReadCon. Uh, not so much necessarily live, but a big group forum. Um, what do you think, Chekhov? Should we do it? What once a once a patch release? Ooh. Um, yeah, why not? I mean, it's. Uh, I think that was fun. We can. Uh, I, I don't know. Did, did we were we able to do it with Discord or not? That we had. Tech- no, we had. We had technical difficulties with Discord, so we had to switch to this platform. I think we should do this one. Maybe we could plan it and do like a real cool one when we're. You know, in game, maybe sitting around somewhere, because that actually just reminds me, you know, how you like these really cool videos that people pull out. I saw the most amazing uh, minute and a half video today. So some a couple singing actually inside Star Citizen. I have to share a link with you. Maybe you could post it. It was just something unbelievable. But anyway, yeah, I'll put it. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, I, I'm kind of thinking something like live. Plus, you know, streamed, you know, with us finally being in game, sort of sitting around the table and inviting other org members. Because uh, I still really enjoyed the. I remember we had this event where uh, that was actually the first event we had just joined Reed. We Nick took out the 890 jump and Techno had his uh, like uh, meet and greet and uh, all the players. And there was like about a dozen of us sitting around the table. That was really cool. I don't know if you remember. So we could replicate something like that. I think it'd be awesome. I was trying to see if there's an emote because we could do something where instead of the last time when we had um, people quote unquote raising their hand in this tool, we can have them like raise their hand in the game. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe salute or something like that. I could tell you that right now because my game glass is always up. So I mean, if there's no emote, you yeah, can just exactly. like spin in a circle when you want to ask a question. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or, oh yeah. or sit yeah, down. Sit down. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there is an emote, or or you could just do the one I can't really mention on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then. Uh, next we have a, se- a few questions from Canuck 2099, uh, and this is to everybody. Uh, so first is, what do you imagine are going to be the next steps in refining in the short term? What do you think? Uh, thanks. What do you see them potentially doing in the future? Um, so I, I, I guess I just don't have enough of an imagination to see how they're going to fix station. Or, or you know, add to station refinery, the refinery, but maybe the the thought of a refinery ship is really intriguing to me. Like mm-hmm. if the, if they can extend it to a portable means, so you don't have to fly all the way back to a station. Instead, you could have someone there that can you can dump everything in, keep going. Like I get that may not be short term, that may be long term, but that's my ultimate hope is that there's something like that where maybe there's a ship where you could have a couple of prospectors out there picking stuff up and then dump it keep going and there's 
Yeah, there is already a ship. I forgot the name of it. What's the uh, Starfarer? Yeah, yeah. The the, the star is it Star? No, the, the so refine- the Starfarer refines. That's gas. what I thought. Yeah. Oh, okay. The Orion has a built-in Orion. refinery. Right, Orion, Orion. That's the one I'm. Thinking. Um, but uh, just for your edification, thanks. Last year at CitizenCon, they did a panel with the i think it was the ship team or the concept team the ship concept team and they talked about what it took to go into like to build a ship concept and they showed four really rough concept ideas for types of ships that they might release and had people vote for those things mm-hmm. the four types of ships were as follows uh one was a uh, I, I, this isn't in any particular order, but they had a small vehicle that allowed you to mine on surfaces. Okay. Uh, so that's been launched, the rock. They had a um, Tavarin light fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello, uh, Talon. Yeah. They have a Xion uh, cargo ship. That's on the roadmap for Squadron 42. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had a refining ship. Uh, that was the, the refining ship, ironically, was the winner. Uh, so they oh. have not introduced a refining ship yet, but that won the vote. And that was so they're definitely doing one. It's just when. Right. And I'm sure the technical difficulty is going to be. You know, they're probably waiting for the ability to dispense the saddlebags. Okay. Yeah, that that's the, that's gonna be the, the the coolest part is when you're able to stay out there and uh, somebody just grabs your saddlebags and you go on, you know, looking for other rocks and then somebody just brings the bags to you. So you know how now we we, we see this really cool cluster and we're only able to take a portion of it and then we lose the rest of it. So. Once that's in, in play, uh, and, and I don't think you're going to need an Orion necessarily to grab the bags. Uh, that you know, Orion is ultimately going to be sitting somewhere nearby and refining. Something else should be able to bring the bags over. Right? Well, the refine the Orion wouldn't refine another ship because it's also a mining vessel, so it it refines its own ore. the The cool thing about the Orion is. The Orion has the ability to detect what you can actually specify because they have different containers. They're not saddlebags on the Orion. They're larger. They sort of look almost like storage containers unless they change the look of it. Um, You can specify which containers you want to put what quantity of resources in. So you can be like, you know what? I'll do one container of aluminum, but I want five of them to be, um, you know, uh, Laronite, and it will actually spit out all of the um, inert material. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. So um, then, then we do have a void. I, I still feel that there, there, there's a need then for something that will grab your bags and take them back, right? So yeah, we- that's the unconcepted refining ship, I would say. Or you could, or you could long haul it to a, you could haul it to a refinery. Yeah. So something, something in between the two, you could probably tractor beam them into 
uh, you know, a transport ship and bring them to a refinery. Because don't forget, we'll probably also be able to own refineries. Yeah, yep. At, yep. at our outposts. Um, we'll also be able to mine in in the center of, or not maybe the center, but it, on the moons with our outposts and things like that. Um, yeah, I would say that's probably the next step for refining. Or I would say even even sooner than that is the ability. I think the next step for refining gameplay is going to be um, both. Uh, I, I think it's going to be being able to attribute your refined goods to somebody else to haul okay. is really the next yep, step. That makes sense. Yeah, um, that yeah, that's that's exactly right. So you don't need to right if you if you're all about mining, you don't necessarily have the large haulers, where somebody else like you know have all the haulers. And, um, yeah, I also think there'll be another piece to this because this is just too easy. And again, all this is probably tied more so to dynamic economy. Is when you're gonna get the right now. It's very predictable. You know, there's a chart. There's a spreadsheet. I think all these spreadsheets will go away because it's going to be more dynamic and we will be in for surprises. Like when we yeah. get, just like I am right now at a station where I cannot sell Laranite. So same thing there. You're going to get this. Says, Oops, sorry. We're too busy. We cannot refine your uh, Terranite today. You need to go to, you know, Cruel One. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I also just want to throw in, um, I was at the refinery okay. the other day or today and they have a a uh, uh, a bag stretching toolkit, so I might be able to get thirty six into my uh, was it SCU or whatever into my prospector oh, versus thirty two. Yeah, there's a, there's like a locker sitting there that says uh, uh, a stretch kit, and I'm like, huh? When can I get that? When can I get that option? Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Another one, I heard something over the loudspeaker, and what it said is that uh, we, we're experiencing some uh, leakage yeah. in our refinery. Please check your balances. Yeah. You might lose stuff inadvertently <laughs> due, uh, due to uh, maintenance failures. Yeah. I, I thought of two more things that are going to – that are very likely to come. You know, when I say short-term, I mean – a year or so. That's what I mean by short term. I don't know how much more short term anything's going to come with some of that since there's nothing on the roadmap. Um, but two things. One, the refineries, as far as I can tell right now, haven't been overloaded in terms of volume. Um, so wait times haven't been impacted by that yet. Uh, yeah. But that's going to happen. Um, like you said, sort of like the turning, turning you away. Two, um, our reputation with the mining guilds um, may impact w- which refineries we have access to. So we may get be- better access to better refineries based on, you know, our org memberships. And that's something that could happen by the end of the year. Right. So, by the way, now that we're on refineries, I, and this is more for science, but I would like to let you guys know something, which is something in, an interesting trend that I'm finding. So, right now, I sold everything that I mined uh, from Hurl uh, 1 and 2 in Lorville. So, my net gain after the cost is 109%, right? So, that means I, I a little bit more than double. Nice. 
Uh, when I did that last time, it was 105%. Again, a little bit more than double. But when I took uh, stuff from Aaron's Halo that I refined the Cruel One and sold them at Microtech, I was at 144% return. I, mm-hmm. I basically, the, uh, it was to time 2.5 return. So extra 50% more lucrative. So I, I'm going to test it out again because I have some more uh, stuff ready at Cruel One. So I'm going to take it to Microtech one more time just to, to see if that's actually true. So okay, cool. In other words, what may hold true is refining uh, more valuable minerals at a certain stations. Uh, well, not, not refining it, but selling them at certain stations. And the yields also come into play. Too, so that may be a factor here. Okay. Um, next question from Canuck is: You have the option to fly a well kitted out Aurora or a well kitted out Mustang Beta um, for the next month. Which would you choose, and why? And yes, check off. Must choose one. No avoiding the question. LOL. Oh, it's this is an easy one. But I'll let Fish go first. Oh, but he never flew either or probably, right? I okay. So uh, I have flown in Aurora around uh Microtech during during the last uh event. But that's all I did. I flew it, I landed on top of a building and 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 just did something else afterwards. So I have no real experience with either one of these ships. And I wanted, I did, I did see the question beforehand. So I, I went on to uh, Urkel and I kind of looked and it seems to me that both of, it depends. Like there's different versions yeah. of these things. Um, well, they said all, all. It, out, yeah. So, yes. That it's your choice with something. I guess merely aesthetics. I'd go with the Aurora. I like. I just think it. It. I mean, the the Mustang looks sleeker. So like they seem to be even. Even after you've kitted them out, they're kind of on par with one another. I I think I would just go with the Aurora. I don't really have a legitimate reason why. I just think that's the one I would go with. Um, uh, uh, what about you, Chekhov? So it's it's definitely an Aurora, and, and here's why. Because I did. <laughs> I, I, I had both, and I'll tell you why. So the only thing you could do with the Mustang is that you can do a do- dog fighting and uh, uh, a one single box mission. Well, if you could carry a few boxes, but there's, there's no cargo space whatsoever. And what I did in the beginning, I actually took some illicit substances across the system, and uh, Aurora actually allowed me to carry some cargo. And then uh, I was able to kind of mix up my gameplay, because otherwise I would have been stuck in one and only gameplay. And as a beginner, in a very tough gameplay, was was dogfighting, and I, I had no clue how to do it, regardless whether I was you know equipped to the tilt or not. It was not something I was prepared to do. But Aurora, on the other hand, you could still take it you know, on bounty missions and do a little dogfighting and take it to Arena Commander 
but you can mix it up with a little cargo hauling and sort of experience that gameplay. So to me, definitely hands down Aurora. Okay. I I would qualify my answer. Um, if if it were in the current state of the game now, then I would say the Aurora because of the reasons that you both had said. Um, well, particularly you, Chuck. <laughs> um, down the road, when survival mechanics become a more important thing, um, the beta has a kitchen. So that well, makes uh, it slightly uh, more useful. Okay. Yeah. See, and I didn't uh, even really? know that because I've never. I didn't, I didn't know yeah. that either. So what? So he was referring not not to a starter Mustang. It's a it's a Mustang Beta. Okay. Yes. See, I I it was me. I did not listen to the question. Oh, the, it's the okay. Mustang Beta is the one that I I don't want to say led to the Nomad, but it has similar st- like internal aesthetics. It's yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, it's the it's the original camper ship that they call they used to call that the camper and now I think the the nomad's sort of taken its place. But, but it still has no no cargo though, am I correct? I believe you're correct. Okay, so then I would still stick to the I other. think the beta is the quote unquote exploration touring version. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. Gotcha. Um third question from Canuck. Um, and I can answer this one because I know that it's a pretty easy answer and it's not really objective at this point. Um, I guess you can answer it however, but I, there's an actual answer for it. Uh, an initial version of ship naming is supposed to be coming in 3.13. I know some people think names will be unique for each ship type, but personally, I think the only thing that will be unique will be the ship registry and that there will be plenty of ships with the same name. Thoughts on this? Do you think the ship names will be unique or just the registry? Do you think it makes good gameplay and business sense to limit what people can name their ships, uh, provided that they're respectable, acceptable uh, names? Um, the CIGs clarified that the the ship names will be able to be uh, duplicate, uh, and that the serial number is what's going to make ships unique. Um, so I guess then to sort of pivot that, is that what you would prefer, um, or do you? So I guess do you like the fact that that's going to be the case, or do you wish it were actually a unique ship name? What do you think? Um, I. <laughs> So I like, I get why people would want a unique name, but I mean, most, I, I'm, I'm just throwing this out there. I think most people are going to either, you know, some people are going to pick a, a really unique name that means something to them, like in their personal life. Some, I think a lot of people are going to pick a name from pop culture. So you're going to have like a thousand millennium Falcons or whatever out there. And that's fine. Um, I've picked a name. I think I did tell you, Geeky. I don't think anyone else. Yes, heard. I yeah. like I like your name. And I'm running with that whole theme. I'll show you guys later what I mean by that. Uh, but <laughs> so my ships are all going to be explorer names, right? So like, but there's only I'm not creative enough to come up with something really awesome, you know, from pulling it from Greek lore or whatever, like. I'm going to probably name it a pop culture ship name. And I, I think that's fine. And I think people should be able to name the ships yeah. as they want to and not have to come up with some crazy combination of numbers and symbols to make it work. Like, 
yeah, it's better than having XXXXX Millennium Falcon yeah. with a, a like you know, uh, you know a three for an if e. it means something to you. Who cares if there's 40 other people with the same name? I'm sure the ship that I picked may be more rare than some, because you know the name I picked. I'm not going to say it on here. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great. It's sure a really there's probably going to be more people that came up with that, and that's fine. Like, cool. Like, I wish I thought of it, to be <laughs> honest. That's a really so good like, one. So I would love to oh. run into another Carrick at some point in the verse that has the same name and be like, yeah. Uh, you know, like... <laughs> We think alike. That's cool. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I have no problem. Originally, my, originally I was going to name my Carrick uh, the Artemis and or Artemis. And then I discovered that that's the ship that disappeared and was the reason why Day of the Vara exists. And I'm like, that's probably not good space juju, you know? <laughs> Probably not. I don't think I want. I don't think I want my ship to be a missing ship name. Yeah. Uh, so what about the, you, Chekhov? Yeah, this is an easy one. I'm just gonna go out to the local boat yard and find the name. I mean, there are plenty around here, right, right by the water. But the the way we should do it is just just exactly the way it's done in in real world with ships, depending on the which flag you're you're flying. Are you on the, you know that's gonna should come with a homestead? So it depends if you if you under the microtech flag, so you're gonna be blah 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 microtech, or you can have an international name on the whole Stanton system. Uh, I think or your work, or well, yeah, or your work. Well, no, it has to be the the way maritime works is you can you know you have to be under a certain flag, or you can register your name internationally. And then you, re- you reserve it across the whole globe. So, so, so being from Michigan, I I considered naming mine the Edmund Fitzgerald, but that would that would go. have just been bad because that ship wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a good reclaimer. Yeah, right. Now. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Edmund Fitzgerald uh, too. Oh yeah, I can <laughs> name it the Etzel or something. You know someone's going to name their ship Titanic oh, or Titanic yeah, 2. Titanic 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. They're all going to be out there. Yeah. Titanic yeah, uh, 2 is a great name for a, a, a space <laughs> right? I, 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 I have dibs on Enterprise. It just has to follow the name. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be the Good luck with one. that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Or, or, or well, I'll take Aeroflot then. <laughs> Aeroflot 1. I mean, maybe I'll get Well, we know it. it's not going to matter. It's just going to be the serial number, so... That's yeah, unique. I think, I think so too. The name is going to be anything, but at the end of the day, uh, obviously, it's not going to be our our pip, right? So nobody's going to see that. And as silly as uh, as silly as it's, it may though, as silly as it sounds, oh no, but it has to be. Unique. Sorry, oh, as silly as it sounds, is it really nerdy that that's the thing I'm looking forward to the most in in three point one three? No, because it's okay. Me too. All right. All right. <laughs> That and docking. Which brings us to question number four. um, And the final question of the night. Um, Merlin docking is supposed to come in 313 for the Constellation line. However, the P-52 and P-72 are not equipped with any form of quantum drive at all, limiting their range quite a bit. Do you think that ships like the Merlin should get at least a size zero quantum 
uh, drive to permit them to get from deep space to a space station in the event their constellation is destroyed or warps off or even despawns? Or is the whole point of being a parasite ship that the ship cannot operate without its host ship? Uh, what do you think? Fish? Uh, I guess I don't have an opinion on that. Um, I, I, I kind of like the thought of it just being a local ship. So you get in a tight bind, you're, you're, you're fighting people. It drops out to assist in a fight. Um, Mm -hmm. I I think that's a cool part of the Connie. It's one of the reasons why I, I I do love the constellation line. Um, But given it its own QT drive, does that, I guess it doesn't really make it, it doesn't make a major, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sorry. It, it, it doesn't give it a leg up in any way. So I guess I, I don't see how that would be um, ner- or what's OP in any way, right? Because mm. like he said, you're going to use it. Oh, you know, oh crap, my ship is down. I'm hopping in. I'm hopping in this and getting out of here. Like that may not be a bad idea. No. Yeah. Well, again, it's what we know today. Yeah. I mean, as we know it today, it's kind of useless. Uh, but maybe in the future, because it's almost like a dragonfly idea. You just pop it out and just you know take it for a spin or go a race and have fun with it, or sort of like yeah. a little t- 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 tender, you know, kids. You know, want to go out and you know to grab a bite to eat. So you the, the, don't take the big one; just take this little, uh, you know, ship out and uh, be back by midnight, kind of thing. But in this yeah. stage, to me, it's kind of useless. There's really no gameplay for it. Yeah, I would say, I would say, for me, it sort of I see it as. Has anyone seen the Lear Three demo? It's the one with the sandworm. No, no, no. Uh, I highly recommend. I I can. I'll put it in the show notes, but I'll send it to you guys after. It's a demo. Sorry, I had a coughing fit. Um, It's a demo that was essentially demoing Planet Tech, but they. Hang on one second. Did you go on mute? You know, at this pace, I had a sneezing fit. <laughs> uh, I was just gonna um, say, at this rate, uh, considering that we're uh, we're going well over two hours every time, we're gonna be almost just as popular as Joe Rogan in the length of the podcast. <laughs> not not as many yeah. subscribers, but in the length of it, we're getting there. Yeah. Well, um, I was going to say that's a great video that sort of shows their intention for ships like this mm-hmm. because they're, they're going to force missions and environments to make it too hard to fly your bigger ship. And so, you know, whether it's too much foliage and there's only one clearing around a mission to land your constellation and then use the parasite to do forward scouting. Uh, that being said, 
I, I don't really care if it, if it does or doesn't. I mean, it does sort of make the Carrick almost so much more powerful in the sense that the Carrick requires two more crew, um, probably minuscule difference in operating costs. And yet it's, it's a snub craft can actually quantum and is actually a really great ship and can carry not one, not two, but three people sitting. Wait, can, can so, it? Yeah. The, uh, the Carrick's, uh, the Pisces. Oh, oh I'm yeah. sorry. The, the, yeah, the Pi- yeah, 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 yeah. Like yep. Exactly. The, to me, the Pisces is the Sorry, I was, I was stuck That's on exactly. the, um, the Connie. Sorry. Oh, yeah. So I'm saying it sort of makes the Carrick that much better than the Connie. I'm not one of those people that's like, well, my favorite ship needs to be better than everyone else's, you know? So for me, it might be nice to, to give the Merlin, at least like, like, um, um, Canuck said, maybe like a small size, uh, quantum that, or, or low fuel quantum really to just get them like down to the surface of a planet or, you know, in relatively close proximity, um, but something that can help them a little bit, and maybe they'll reconsider that. Who knows? It'll blow. It'll blow up. It's too. It's too small. <laughs> well, it's not made for it, it is pretty. It's a pretty. It's small only ship. one person, and there, there's no cargo. There's no. Yeah. So giving that's what I meant it's by like, giving it a small quantum drive is not really gonna give a huge advantage to the sh- to the Connie itself. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it might just give the 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 parasite craft a per a, a broader sure. purpose. Yep. Yeah. Um, so those are all of our questions for those of you who love to tweet like a little bird. We actually added a new way for you to interact with the podcast uh, via oh. Twitter. So you can find us now on Twitter at readcast SC. Um, so you follow us. DM us any questions. Well, I'll definitely look at that every week to make sure that um, if people ask questions there, um, feel free to hook us, uh, hook up your fellow space homies with some retweets if you'd like um, or engage there. It's helpful to grow our audience. If you really enjoy the content, that that would be a huge help. Um, Other ways to submit questions. You can do so by emailing us at readcastsc at gmail.com. You can submit a message through the Anchor landing page uh, or through our Readcast Discord. Um, you know, as as we say every week, if you are looking for a crew, if you're looking for great people to play the game with and you don't know what type of org you're interested in, but you think you want to be respectful and law-abiding, take a look at Reed. Um, Reed stands for Research and Engineering through Exploration and Discovery. Um we also have a bunch of different content creators in Reed. Um, so don't forget to check out uh, Earth and Netsmage. Uh, they have tons of content out on YouTube or listen to the music that's being written by Admiral Cody and Calibri. Um, they have a Reed soundtrack, actually, and they just added a new song this week, which is really awesome. Uh, so that wraps up another episode of Readcast. Uh, Fish, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, look, I just got Chekhov following me right now, following us on Twitter right now. (laughs) Sorry, guys. I don't have Twitter. I I have two other Twitter accounts, but I never use them. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I don't either. I I had to figure out all this time what my password was. 
that I usually, <laughs> uh, you know, the business account. This is my personal. It just wouldn't look right, you know. Well, uh, thanks again, fellow citizens, for listening this week, and we'll see you next week. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>